Yes, hello. I am James Rowland. Today it's WNR 386. It's Impact Victory Road. But I am not alone because today I have a pleasure to be joined by the ultimate one. How you doing, fella? Hey, buddy. Uh, I got a new gimmick now because somebody uh, this week kind of pissed me off because they claimed that New Day is better than the Four Horsemen. And I asked that person, um, hey, did you do research on that? He says, yeah. And then I was like, well, I don't agree with it. And my man said that, oh, the four horsemen, that are Anderson's the leader. I'm like, see, this is how I know you didn't <laughs> do the research because our Anderson was never the leader of the four horsemen. And so now I'm like, you know what? Call me the Wikipedia of, you know, of the podcast world because I, I meet so many idiots online. And I'm like, wow. But other than that, I'm glad to be here and back with my fans here and, you know, in your podcast. Um, I'm doing good, you know. I uh, got to see a lot of the impact stuff. I have a lot of things to say. And no, people, I, I may sound a little angry because, you know, I'm sometimes when I, impact looks like they're doing just hitting that corner, I'm like, yes, they're doing something. Then they just, you know, it's like, bah, 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 <laughs> you know, so. Well, about that, like, so we're going to get into impact. And of course, we've got Victory Road to watch. But- Pull out. And of course, last week on the Dubliner podcast, myself and Jaxie covered AEW. And of course, that was Grand Slam. But some of us were lucky enough to actually be there live. And of course, you were. Oh, yeah. Um, what was the experience like? I mean, how did you find it? I, I, I'm going to probably ask a couple of weird questions as well. But just, you know, your overall thoughts on the whole experience. Oh, man. Um, listen, it, it, it's, it's, it was like being in Madison Square Garden. But in a smaller venue, I think the only thing I have to complain about was the part of trying to get uh, food and beverage. The lines were ridiculous. I mean, you, people were waiting half an hour to get the um, either food or, or you know, or uh, merchandise. Other than that, let me tell you something. If I, I, I told my my friend, I'm like, look, if I never go to an AEW event ever again, this is an experience I would never forget especially the way they open aew grand slam with omega and brian danielson that match had me on my i mean my feet i'm like i'm like it was an incredible match if this is not match of the year something is wrong you know and i mean dave Meltzer gave it a five which i mean i want to smack him for just that when he was given sevens before but it is listen uh, if you go to an AEW event, if you ever go up there in London or the UK, I, I would advise people to go because the entertainment level is so high. Um, and I mean, in my experience in watching wrestling live, I think it didn't beat G1 Supercard from 2019 because, I mean, it had New Japan and Ring of Honor, and I'm a big New Japan guy. Uh, but it was at that level, probably a little less, but. I mean, the matches were great. There was not one match in that event because they did Rampage also right after they finished um, AEW Dynamite. Um, so um, after that, the Rampage was another two hours. So the whole event was like four hours, probably five hours long because we also saw AEW Dark, AEW Elevation. Uh, so I got to experience all four shows in one night. We're talking about five hours of wrestling. And listen, I cannot say, oh, I was... It was boring. This it was a great, great card. Um, I mean, I rank it like number two in my lifetime that I seen something live. Uh, but if I don't ever go to AEW, uh, another AEW Dynamite, this uh, I will always remember. It was it was great, man. Well, that's unbelievable. And the question 
about uh, like seats. How was the seats? Was there kind of bad seat in the house, or where did you find stuff like that? And well, the, go ahead. And I'd say, like you said, with merchandise and stuff like that, you mentioned lines, but was there enough kind of merch there? And was it kind of different wrestlers with kind of the same guy? And kind of what the price range as well? Was it kind of the standard stuff? Um, I mean, they didn't have a lot of stuff. That's one thing I noticed about the merchandise. They had the Adam Cole uh, all, uh, all in or all elite Adam Cole shirt. They had it for $30, which I was like, what? I'm not paying no $30. Um, I'll get it for 24 on um, Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, they had a couple of um, AEW stuff with the subway lines up here in New York. It's the subway lines here. They have, like, the numbers and the letters, so they will use, like, the little circle, the letters on it. It says, hey, um, New York City is all elite and all that. So the merchandise, there weren't a lot of stuff there. That you could, there was a lot of CM Punk stuff, but it wasn't the, the one he wore when he first came. There was another different one there, so... The merchandise was uh, it was all right. The seats, even though it was a section three hundred and something, it was all the way in the top. But it, you could see it. There was no uh, blind side, no nothing blocking it. I mean, it had a giant, gigantic screen. So if you didn't, if you had bad eyesight, you could watch the the match on the screen. But everybody, I mean, you did not see any craziness as far as fans. I mean, you have fans, you know, with with the with the Bullet Club shirts and you know their favorites, Omega, whatever. But it's funny you didn't see no WWE person in there with a WWE shirt because that's that's one thing that drives me nuts when I see somebody go to a, a show that's not WWE with a Roman Reigns. I'm like, why the hell are you wearing that shit? You know. So, um, but it, it, it the seats weren't bad. I mean, for twenty five dollars, you can't go wrong. I mean, and, and and you know, it was comfortable. The seats were comfortable. I mean, that's where they played the US um, the US um, Open. Yeah. That's the same stadium. So um, they had its retractable roof. Um, I mean everything was fine. I mean uh, the 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 only thing I could say was the parking. Uh, the parking usually when you go to these events, you got people that tell you, oh, you you gotta pay for parking. You didn't have to pay for parking. You parked the the damn car under a bridge and you was good. So you know, <laughs> yeah, that's what we ended up doing: parking a car under the bridge. Well, and, that said, you know, it it sounds uh, absolutely awesome, and if the rumors are true about an AEW show coming to the UK next year, then I'm hoping I can, you know, experience firsthand as well. Because listen, 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 listen. James, James, I tell you right now, if they come to your country, to London, man, get the tickets early. I got mine three months before the whole thing. So get the tickets early. I was like, I was on Ticketmaster that day they was going to come out. As soon uh, um I went into the because they put you in the room and you wait. I was number one hundred and eighty something. I was lucky enough to get the tickets. Those tickets, they were like eighteen thousand. It must have been like twenty thousand people in that place. That's how packed. There was not one seat empty in there. That's how packed. It was twenty thousand people in there. Like I said, it sounds incredible. I'm glad you had such a good time. But now, unfortunately. About impact, so like I said, I appreciate what you do for me here. And we're going to start impact with the second of September, and of course, before the impact as well, Jay defeated John Skyler, and then impact opened up with uh, paying homage to Shannon Daphne Spurl, who recently passed away. Now, you've been a fan long, I have. I mean, uh, we just mentioned Daphne quickly. Kind of, what did you think about her and the career she had in professional wrestling? Of course, a very sad loss. Yeah, da- Daphne was one of the female uh, uh, wrestlers. I could call her a wrestler, but 
I remember seeing her the first time in WCW when she was with Crowbar, and I think she was with David Flair, also part of that. And I, I just felt instantly in love with this woman because char- her character, her gimmick, I mean, she was like this, you know, nut job type of, of gimmick. And, and, and me, I, you know, I like those crazy girls. So I don't care. So I'm not, back then, I used to love those crazy girls. So it was like, I love watching her. I was a big fan of her work, even when she went to TNA at one point. I followed her on Instagram, and I know she was having health condition, health problems. I know she had uh, to do a surgery, I think, a couple of years ago on uh, me. And then I saw the video of her talking about harming herself. That It was so sad. Uh, and, you know, I lost friends to suicide um, last couple of years. So just seeing that brought me back a lot of those memories. And, and I'm like, and then just to find out that she passed away, that it was just so sad because she was still young. She was only like, what, 46 probably, uh, probably in the 40s. And, you know, you see stuff like that. You'd be like, you know what? You know, suicide, um, you know, it, it, actually, depression is not a joke. I mean, I, I, I just ran because um, I do a, a marathons and all that stuff. I just did a, a suicide awareness in the beginning of September. Uh, and and just hearing her take uh, that she took her life was just a sad thing. And, you know, she, she definitely was a pioneer in the woman's, um, you know, uh, movement even though it was the early stages, but, you know, she, she was a character that I enjoy and, 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 you know, and, and I feel bad for her family and, you know, my condolences to her family, man. It's just depression is serious, man. People just, you know, some people just walk around with depression. They don't talk about it. Um, but you know, you gotta be there for your loved ones cause you never know what type of pain they are living with. Yeah. And that's an excellent point, mate. Like you say, and, uh, condolences to everybody. And like I said, she will be missed, but, for impact, we start with the influence. Madison Rain to Neil Dash with a Kayla McKay versus Taylor Wilde, Jordan Grace, and Rachel Ellerin. Uh, Kayla grabs Rain's hands on the outside but rolls right into a wild ride. And Taylor Wilde picks up a major win over the influence. Not a bad opener, but over quite quickly. And then we take a look at the historic match between Knockouts champion Donna Prazzo and Molina at NWA in power this past Saturday. Because Prazzo successfully retained her title. The following night in NWA, 73 Prazzo attacked Ricky James after a match with Kylie Ray. Been conversation about this because we both checked out in power. I didn't see NWA 73, but what were your thoughts on the Parazzo's match? And I thought she came across as a real star on the show. The, the, the I didn't get to see NWA 73 yet. Uh, still, I know she, um, Mickey J's got attacked by Parazzo, but I saw the Melina Parazzo match, and that oh my god, that match was awesome. I mean, and, and you'd be surprised because Melina is up there in age, and you would think, well. She probably's gonna probably botch a couple of stuff, but she shows that you know um, she she is still there and she could bring it in the ring. Um, and it's funny because you know I love Melina because Melina that's uh, Melina. Let's put it this way: I don't know if I told you, uh, but I named my daughter after her, Melina, uh, and I met her in person. Uh, but I think about two years ago. And the woman, I mean, again, the woman showed me and and. Uh, the the pay per view NWA pay per view for all women's shows that she could take she could dish the the punishment and she could take it I mean because Diana Parasso was just putting an arm bar I think it was an arm bar or le- I think it was either leg I just don't remember because it's been like a couple of weeks but I know she she worked on her body part and this is what I keep saying Diana Parasso if she's not woman of the year woman wrestler of the year then I, I I don't know who is because this woman when she gets in the ring 
she works on a body part, and and I mean that's what tells a story in the ring, and we don't see that anymore. Of you know, like back in the days when somebody worked on a body part or or do something and tells a story in the ring. Um, and Diana Perazzo right now is just she's she's fi- she's fire right now. She's on fire, and and and, and again, um, we're probably gonna see her feud with Mickey James, but I still wanted to see her wrestle Britt Baker. You know, what I'm saying all Serena Deeps, or I think she wrestled Thunder Rose already. I think she did. I, uh, I think it was an anniversary, yeah. but you know, there's so many women out there that she, that Diana Peraza could wrestle with. But right now, that that she's the, she's right now the number one woman wrestling right now. Without a doubt, she's been interviewed backstage by G and Miller, and she's asked if she's overshadowed by James or she overshadowed James on Sunday. Perhaps was getting sick and tired being asked these questions. Was James to never cross her? Again, then we get the K uh, versus Falabar and no way. And Steve hits a jumping DT on bar, and that does it. Decay pick up the win. And Decay are really over as well. And this was given time. But then we see Giamella speaking to W. Morrissey. Lowe's upset that Sammy Callahan struck his nose into Eddie Edwards' business. He has a little respect for them for a minute. And they don't like each other. Moose walks in, interrupts Morrissey's interview. Moose says he isn't looking for a friend, but somebody can lie himself to take care of Callahan. And Edwards would then see Steve Macklin believing Pete Williams no idea how far I could take in their rivalry. And then we get a Moose in ring segment where he's infuriated readers' heroes, especially guys like Eddie Edwards. He warns Edwards that as wrestling god, he's dangerous. Edwards, he wants Edwards to come down. He does. Gets destroyed by Moose and Morrissey. We've talked about the direction of Moose recently. Teaming up with Morrissey, what are your thoughts? And it's funny because we did talk about this. The other different was what we talked about. We were talking about how Moose, he was in the world title picture, but then again, he was losing to guys like Chris Sabian. Uh, I think he lost. Uh, I think he lost to somebody. I forgot who else he lost. But we were talking about okay, so you got this guy who is supposed to be in the world title picture, and all of a sudden he's losing these matches. And I think one of the stuff that I said, you know, it would be a good match to see Morrissey versus. Moose. That was the I think we talked about that, if I'm correct. But them aligning each with each other, I mean I, to me, I put it this way. Okay, so you're gonna put these two guys together, now they're gonna start feuding with Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards, right? But are you gonna keep them as a tag team? Because impact needs tag teams. You know what I'm saying? You got the good brothers with those belts, but they really don't have any challengers. I mean how many times Willie Mack and Rich Swan are going to wrestle, wrestle the Good Brothers? You know what I'm saying? So if you got these two big guys being together, they should be monsters. We're talking about they should be just uh, taking over the whole division. Those belts, those tag team belts should be around them. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, Moose, Moose should have a belt around his waist because that guy's talent, you know, he has improved so much in the last, uh, I believe, the last seven years from when I saw him in the Ring of Honor the first time. The guy is amazing for for his height, you know. Though he stands next to Morrissey, and Morrissey is a giant next to him. I'm still, I'm like, I'm. I say, damn, Morrissey must gotta be like seven foot two or something. But he he looks humongous next to more up to uh, Moose. But we'll see what happens. I mean, let's see where they're gonna take that. I mean, that, that feud with Eddie Edwards and um, Sammy Callan is gonna be interesting. Without that, we see Eric Young has Rhino cuffed. Young reminds him that he's failed violent by design way too many times now. Young says he's willing to cure Ryan of his sickness, but first he must suffer. And then we get Josh Alexander, open challenge for the X Division Championship, and it's answered by Jake Christ. 
where we see Alexander get a suplex in for hitting a C4 spike and retaining the championship. Josh Alexander is Mr. Consistent. This was a competitive Mac. Jake Christ, I mean, I didn't know much about him because I've never really seen the impact uh, before kind of this year, if you know what I mean. I don't think yeah, I've Jake, missed I out think, much. I think wasn't Jake, I think Jake Christ was part of uh, Ohio with, with Sammy Callahan, Matt Matt Fulton, uh, I think like a year ago or two years ago. But then he disappeared. He, um, I think he left. Um, he left Impact for a while because I mean, when I saw him come in and challenge Josh Alexander for the Impact World Title, I was surprised because I haven't seen that boy woo, a long time. So it's it's been a while. And after the match, we see Chris Sabin approaching Alexander and saying that he's a former eight-time. X Division champion, and he wants another chance to prove that he can be the greatest X Division champion of all time. And they uh, agree at Victory Roads, they shake hands, and it will be Josh Alexander versus Saban for the X Division championship. What a match that will be! We see Sam Bills, the next best professional wrestler, who has a takes role with Bill and Brian Myers. Uh, we see Manny Lemons and that, but we're going to see more of him. And then Rohit Raju and Shearer versus Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. In the ring, Green looks to send Raju away with her unprettier, but Raju counters into a jumping knee strike on Green, and Green gets knocked out. Raju picks up the victory. I love this because this is real chicken shit hill. Like Shearer saying he does want to do it, and Rohit's got no problems hitting a woman to get the pin. That is a proper hill. Yeah, yeah. I mean,. Rohit does a, does the proper you know the, the, the definitely the heel part. Uh, I, the only problem I have is why is Chelsea Green not wrestling other females and she wrestling males, you know? Uh, and, and, and they've been running with this story for quite a while. So um, you know, but Rohit is one guy that you can tell he he's talented. He's very talented, but he's that type of heel that you know what that you. It, you as a fan, you see him, you, you want him to get his ass kicked because he's a freaking heel and he's annoying, he hits women, whatever. But, uh, you know, to me, it's like, okay, uh, all right, Chelsea, why are you wrestling guys when you should be wrestling females, you know? But that's impact. No, without a doubt. And we see the good brothers in ring segment left next, even. And they're gliding over the fact that they took out Willie Mack. And they think it's funny how Rich one is all alone. Swan rushes out the ring. He's fired up. He's even brought some weapons with him. And security referees come out to break him up. And we see Rich Swan screaming at Scott Demore. And he's getting a match against Carl Anson in a bunkhouse brawl next week. And now the main event. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, if he wins this. Can he add his name to the main event of Victory Road? And boy, some people do not have good mumps. He's lost it for Tommy Dreamer. We see, look like Dreamer may be uh, in control of this, looking for a DDT. But Fulton, uh, sorry, Fulton gets involved and Austin goes for the pin and the fold to get the victory. It'll be a one-on-one match. I like the way we thought it was obvious, but it would end up inevitable. Um, but... What of Tommy Dream? Because I know you've we've done this for a little while now, and I know you've never had the most positive uh, reaction to Tommy Dreamer. What are your thoughts now, especially after kind of Dark Side of the Ring and all the stuff that happened? Really, you know. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh boy, I, I saw that match between Dreamer and Ace Austin, and I think that was the same week that the Dark Side of the Ring came out. What I, I don't I don't know if you heard my podcast about that. Uh, to me. Um, 
whatever Ric Flair did, you know, that, I mean, Dick, like I said, Ric Flair is, document, you know, is already documented that he used to go to these bars, get, take off clothes, whatever the case, case may be. But at this uh, plane ride from hell, where he said that, oh, you know, um, you know, Flair's just being Flair, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the thing that pissed me off the most was that he tried to discredit the victim. And right there, I'm like, you know what? It's funny. I never liked this dude as a wrestler, you know. And then you know, when I hear him in uh, Buster Open Radio and his comments, uh, he's always defending WWE. He's, like, very arrogant and whatnot. Um, and then to him say that, that made me even, you know, hate him even more because I'm like, you know, for him to discredit the victim goes to show you that he doesn't have respect for no female. And that show about that, just that comment alone. And it's crazy because we live in a different time. You know, um, he was in ECW in 93 to 90, well, all the way to the close on. He was like the face of ECW. But if you watch ECW back in the days, how they used to treat the females in there, they used to treat them like tramps. You know, they, they uh, I mean, sometimes they, they even did moves on them. They put them to take spots and all that. So he's still with this 1993-94 mentality where female wrestlers or the female are not respected. You know, we live in a different time. And for him to even say that, I even went as far on my podcast said that he deserves to get fired. And, I mean, apparently they suspend him indefinitely. Yeah. He may not have a job anymore. Um, and, you know, honestly, uh, you know, I, I don't like nobody losing a job, whatever, but because of his comments about the female, the victim, he deserves to lose a job because you 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 cannot have that mentality back from the 90s and the 80s where females don't get respected. And, you know, and, and, and it's guys like him that when discredit the victim, that's why a lot of these females today, things happen and they keep that with them and they don't talk about it because you have people like Tommy Dreamer discrediting you know the victim and and he was like oh you know is she was so you know scared and all this why she took the money and never took this to the fullest of the law it doesn't matter it was yeah. done but you're yeah. you know you're 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 defending it now, the thing is as well not just to be dreaming but really with rick flair and of course we don't want to get into the situation but the thing is a lot of people uh, everybody kind of knows what he does and what he has been doing because they know doesn't mean it's acceptable. And if anybody would have said that, exactly. yeah. yes, it's Ric Flair. Yes, it's certain people mean that it's right. Right, move on to the of Impact. September 9th, we get Tasha Stills versus Rosemary to start. Stills caught with a kick to the face, stunning her. But Rosemary recovered and put her down with spear for the win. And after the match, Stills and Evan Stoles the knockout title to intensify the rivalry and always a strong way to start the show. And of course, Ace Austin feels prepared to face Christian Cage for the Impact World title and he's only nine days away. And Madman Ford wants to have a conversation with Scott DeMoss to leave the interview. Austin thinks Christian should have an opponent next week and Fulton isn't scheduled. Scott thinks it's a great idea, so let's make it happen. But then they turn it into a 10-man tag team matchup. And straight away, Austin goes searching for partners. The first invitation goes to Brian Myers. One down, two more to find. Uh, and then we see Rhino is left alone in the cell for a week. Sometimes evil is necessary, good, and violence is secure. It's time to fulfill the destiny. Now, before, because of course, there's a lot of stuff about Rhino. But let's not forget, in Impact, a few 
but when um, we see Violent by Design losing before and Dina being treated like this, so it's not like it's just Rhino. It's the whole thing they do in Violent by Design. You know, it's they would do that to Joe Doy Ring if he has lost. You know. And the thing is, they're not going to see it on Joe Doring because Joe Doring is this guy. He's the, he's the, the monster of the group. But um, they've done it to Diener, uh, of course. But I, I like the whole story they're doing here with Rhino. I mean, um, them uh, actually uh, Eric Young putting him in punishment and all that. But, you know, they're going to try to put Rhino as this baby face again. So I, this is the thing that... It kind of, uh, when it comes to impact, they don't know what to do with certain people because Rhino, about a year ago, he was a babyface, you know? Yeah. So now he turns heel and he's part of Honor by Design. And they're not, to me, honestly, I don't think they're doing any favors to Violent by Design because Violent by Design as a faction should be a, 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 a group that should be, you know, terrorizing the whole impact company, you know? Yeah. Because you got. You got Joe Dory now. If you add, let's say, a guy like Morizé, and you add uh, uh, Moose into that group, or let, let, let's take out Moose out of it. Let's say if you put Morrissey. Now you got Doring and Morrissey. You got Rhino, and then you got Dina. Dina will be like the more the weak link. But you got that will be a dominating faction. But now you put Rhino into the mix, and now all of a sudden you're trying to already take Rhino out of the mix, out of the group. So. I mean, it's getting interesting because I want to see where they're going to take this and where Rhino ends up at. Is he going to be turning a baby face or this is just something that that they're going to, you know, kick him out? You know, you know, we'll, we'll see. But um, it, it's interesting because I, I love what they're doing with Eric Young. Eric Young, the mouthpiece makes it so incredible because it's the, he, the way he talks, the, the whole promos, you know, and, and whoever is producing that. Man, they, they, they are killing it. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Up next, Bunkhouse match. Carl Anderson versus Rich Swan. We see the former world champion wrestle control the match back. It appeared to be on his way to victory late when Doc Gallows interfered. Machine Gun capitalised on his partner's interjection. Delivered a cut from the ropes onto a table that refused to break. But three seconds later, the hills emerged victorious. And this was match, but Swan can't catch a break. You know, we see Swan against Omega. And since then, it's not been working out for him, has it? It, it hasn't been working out because now they got him teaming up with Willie Mack. And Willie Mack, he's in the mid-card mid uh, tier. And he's not. And then you're putting Rich Swan into the mix, teaming up with Willie Mack a lot. You're, you're not helping Rich Swan. Rich Swan is a former world champion, even though I wasn't too crazy about it. But, you know, the story between them and the Good Brothers, it, it's it's kind of cool. But, you know, you're not, again, you're not doing no, no favors to Swan because you got him in this tag team. And if you if you if you like Swan that much, why you got him in tag team? You got him in in this feud with the Good Brothers. We know they're not going to win the tag team belts, you know. And then what kills me is, again, um, if you're going to do a bunkhouse match, according to my calculation, where the damn is the bull rope? Because the bunkhouse match, and this is from I know from Dusty Rhodes when he used to have bunkhouse match. That was always I don't remember tables. I do remember the the rope, the cowbell. That's a bunkhouse match. So Impact dropped the ball on that one, you know. And then you have you have Rich Swan in more of a two on one because bunkhouse matches are no disqualification. So you pretty much it was more might as well call it a handicap match, yeah. you know, or four counts anywhere. 
because one, there was no bull rope match, no bull rope and the cowbell. There was tables. There was trash can. That was more like a hardcore match. Why would you call it bunkhouse? I don't understand. And, and I bet you Tommy Dreamer has something to do with that. <laughs> well, we see Mickey James redefined her career's impact as hardcore country. And it seems Jenna Pratt so but what's that all about? She's going to get it sooner or later. We see Josh Alexander thinks like great that Chris Saber lost the exhibition time title eight times. And Christian Cage walks in an interview and there's a question for him: Does he want to team tonight? Uh, they both respect for the about it. And Alexander says, "Hopefully, we can step in the ring someday for the world title." Rohit Raju would apologise for what he did to Chelsea Green last week, but he looked into her eyes and she wanted it. <laughs> she wanted a real man to take control. Matt Cardone isn't <laughs> enough for her. Great stuff. And then Chris Bay versus David Finley. We see exchange give way to an attempted cheap pinfall by Bay. Juice Robinson appeared and broke up. He capitalized on the moment. Distraction provided by his return and partner scored a win. But after the match, Bullet Club's Hikaleu attacked the victor and his partner afterwards. Then worked with Bay to brutalize Robinson's previous injured knee. And the heels stood tall to close out the segment. This was a good match. Uh, and Hikaleu, I know he's green, but impact is a perfect place for him right now, isn't it? De- de- definitely, because not only he's an impact, but he's also a New Japan strong, uh, which is a-, a perfect spot for him to, you know, you know, get rid of the green stuff, you know. But he's looking much better than when I first saw him wrestle. You know, um, you know, I've been following Hikaleu since he first started wrestling at One Night in Japan, so. He looks much better. Uh, I think um, these, even if he gets losses, it's still a learning experience for him. Um, but he, you know, this guy could, you know, if he continue on the path he's going, um, he's going to be great. Um, and putting him with Chris Bay, this is what I'm saying. Like all of a sudden, it looks like you may not see JY again in Impact. You know, um, and um, so I think Hikaleo is the trade-off. You know, so. Um, you know, uh, but you know this this Bullet Club and Impact is uh, you know I think they're just doing it just to sell shirts. You know, um, I don't know where they're going with this. I mean, I, I was so so um, looking forward uh, to seeing Jay White face off Kenny Omega, and I think this was when we had talked about his anniversary when he showed up, and now it's like okay, now what? You got Bullet Club there. And now what? You know, because Omega's not showing up in Impact anymore. He has no business being in Impact anymore. Um, the only thing that I'm still waiting that could happen is the Gorillas of Destiny showing up in Impact and feuding with the Good Brothers because the Good Brothers, you know, they, they're saying they have beat every tag team, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we'll see. Because, I mean, again, I, I think I think Impact is – taking advantage of all these new Japan guys more than AEW, yeah. you know? So, you know, uh, I'm just waiting for Kenta to show up at AEW to confront um, CM Punk. That would be a, a dream match. Oh, my so, God, that would be St. Cal's one. Yeah, go yeah. to sleep. Whoever wins, get the rights is used to go to sleep. <laughs> well, we see Scott DeMore presided over contract signing for the X Division title match between Josh Alexander, Chris Sabin, and Chris into our Saban if he wants to join his team as well. We get Petey Williams versus Steve Macklin. We see a late match surge and a tease Canadian destroyer by Williams was interrupted by No Way's Conga line. Distraction allowed Macklin to flatten the X-Vision influence certain score the win. 
Uh, TJB had put a bet in Swingers Palace earlier, so showing a little bit of intelligence there as well. And we see Sammy Callahan can't believe Eddie Edwards won't accept his help after what happened last week. Christian asked him if they'll join their team for next. Callahan accepts, but Edwards wants nothing to do with it whilst he's on there as well. And then the main event, Moose versus Eddie Edwards. And this wasn't too bad until we saw interference from Morrissey allowing Moose to recover and deliver the lights out for the pinfall victory. After the match, Saban came to the aid of Edwards, as did Alexander. Both found themselves beaten down. Of course, Morrissey and Moose attacked Edwards as well. But Sammy Callahan arrived on the scene and joined Edwards in clearing the hills out of the ring. Stood by Christian Cage to said that next week we'll have a massive ten man tag team matchup. Uh, I thought this was a good match and I loved the story of Sammy saving the day. I think Callahan has been one of the bright spots in impact this year. I mean Sammy Callahan is impact. That guy that guy right now, um even though he's a nutcase, um but you know, they talk about Eddie Edwards the, the heart and soul of impact. He may be, but I think Sammy Callahan, right now, he's hot right now um, after his big match with Kenny Omega. Um, and, and, you know, and, and him being there with teaming up with all these guys for, for next week, for the following week, uh, was a good thing. I mean, because Sammy Callahan, he doesn't care. That guy could take punishment. And regardless if he's a, 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 um, a what we call, what I call a gimmick wrestler who likes to do hardcore stuff, but I could watch his matches. I can sit there and watch his matches. I know what he's going to do already. I know he's going to do some crazy shit, but he, he, he's nice to watch. Yeah, without a doubt, like Sammy Callahan is one of the bright spots and making the save there, looking good. What main event it should be. Let's get to it. September 16th, we've got Josh Matthews to the Matt Stryker, which is not a bad thing, I suppose. And of course, Decay start the show, as always, with Crazy Steve with Black Taurus versus Violent by Design, Rhino and Dina. And we see a misfire between Violent by Design by Dina to Rhino, allowed a former circus clown to deliver a big jump in DDT for the win. And after the match, Young Brow beat Rhino for his role in defeat, only for the man beast to stand up for himself. And Dina attacked, rocking him with cheap shot. Doring joined in while Young won. And EY buried Rhino under the VBD flag to end the segment. Um, nice quick opener. Decay start the show again. Looks like yeah, that was, that was that was a nice match, though. It looks like Heath's on the way back. What was it about? Was, I mean, we've talked about Decay. But they're so over the crowd, so when you start a show with them, it gets it going, doesn't it, you know? Well, it depends which part of Decay, because I'd rather watch the men's Decay than the females, because the females are like, I'm like, I I don't know what it is with Havoc and Rosemary, but it's like, I don't know, I, 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 I can't get into their matches, but Black Taroos and, um, and Crazy Steve, they, I mean, I like the the the, the combination, the red, you know, the, the, the teaming up and all that stuff. And, and besides, Black Tarus, this guy could could wrestle. A lot of people don't know much about Black Tarus, but this guy could wrestle. I've seen him wrestle in AAA. He wrestles. I, I think I've seen him in Japan. I think one time wrestle. Um, New Japan strong could be wrong, but you know, I mean, the match itself was pretty good because again, Pretty much that match was just to tell you the story of what's next with Violent by Design. And we saw what happened. You know, uh, Rhino um, pretty much got Eric Young by the, by the wrist. He gets attacked by, by Diener. And then um, Doreen put the boots on him. They cracked the damn flag over the back of, of Rhino. 
again, the the question is, what is next? You know, what's going to happen with Rhino? It, you know, is, this is it. Is he leaving the team? I hope not. I hope this is just like, a, okay, like a punishment, part of the punishment of the, you know, the crazy mind of Eric Young. But, you know, that that's a story that I'm very invested in. Well, that, that will be seen. Palace, Peter Williams is mad. TJP placed a bet on this match last week. Williams promised he's going to kick his ass late tonight. We see Team Cage, standing by Gia Miller for their main event battle. Each man is confident they walk out victors for their injury scheduled matches. Uh, Dino Brown and Josh Baffley, of course, briefly discussed uh, discuss, Victory Road even. And then TJP versus Peter Williams. A back and forth match. I think TJP taking advantage of Williams' frustration midway. Culminated in an exchange of roll-ups. Williams, a grizzled veteran, shifted his weight and much to the dismay of his opponent. After the match, Macklin attacked both competitors, uh, taking, taking out Williams using TJP's broom against him. The silent assassin stood tall to close out this segment. What were your thoughts on this match and what are your thoughts on Steve Macklin? Because I'm I'm not seeing enough at the moment. Um, In the match between Peter Williams and TJP, you already knew that these guys are going to give you a nice little match. I mean, I expected more from them. A lot of uh, um, back and forth stuff. Stuff about uh, Steve Macklin, uh, and it's funny because I did say this. I'm like, I said, this guy should be put somewhere probably in the world title picture being that, you know, um, there's some injuries going on with Impact. But I, I think Macklin, Macklin needs to be wrestling somebody bigger than these guys because he's wrestling exhibition guys. And one match I, I, I would love to see him in, and it's a match with him and Josh Alexander. That'd be a great match. I mean, William and TJP again. They they're gonna give you a, an exciting X division match because these two guys and, and Pity Williams been around forever. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna give you what you know what you expect from them. I mean, what they, what I didn't didn't like was uh, you're gonna put these two guys to wrestle, but they're wrestling a three way at Victory Road. So you you really you can't be showing the little stuff on. TV, if you're going to put it on a pay-per-view. So, but, the, you know, Macklin, I think, if you give him probably another four or five months, he'll be in some large storyline. But the guy, I mean, the guy built, uh, is built up. He's a big guy. Um, I, haven't, I haven't, I don't know much about him. i just seen him for what he's done with, yeah. with Petey Williams. I mean, he destroyed Petey Williams in the last pay-per-view. Um, um, you know, it's just gonna, probably, I'm just going to be patient about it, see where, he, where they take him. Where they take him, um, I just hope that he's not there wasting time wrestling smaller guys. Yeah, I think that'd be right. We see uh, the Good Brothers backstage, uh, really happy about what they did to Rich Swan last week. Little did they know that Swan and Mac are here, ready to give them all night long. And after the wretched retaliation, we get Gene Miller talking to him, and Scott Demore gives him a tag match at Victory Road. And then we get John Skyler versus the Radio Kid. And before the bat, John Skyler grabs a microphone and tells the radio he got lucky in the matchup on before the impact. Uh, Skyler, the course of that. And it wasn't a bad match scene. So we see, see Desperate Hill pulled out a mask for his opponent and scored a roll up with a handful of tights for the win. And a bit like Macklin, these are two guys that have started recently that I think we've got to give them a bit of time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You got it. I mean, Laredo Kid, Laredo Kid is a star in Mexico. So the fact that John Skyler right now is in the ring with what with it. A Mexican star. This guy, you know, he, he won the cruiserweight uh, title up in AAA. I mean, he had a great, fantastic match uh, in Major League Wrestling with uh, Leo Rush um, this past winter. 
So the fact that um, Skyler ended up, um, you know, beating Laredo Kid was a shock to me. Um, and John Skyler, I'm surprised that AEW didn't sign him. I think he was good. I used to see him in AEW Dark and Elevation. Uh, but you know what? He's better off, I think, in Impact. He could be uh, uh, some type of headliner down the line. Uh, but it was a pretty good match. Um, and that's, it, it pretty much sets up sets up their match in Victory Row. And, um, you know, these, these two guys, uh, you know, again, he, he got he pinned a guy who has a lot of fanfare in Mexico, is a star, is a well-known wrestler, Laredo kid. You know, he teams up sometime with the with the Lucha Bros. And, and, you know, and that was a big win for him. It's all about me with the little dashboard next. I think the less about it. You then see a blind ambush for Matt Cardone on Raju. Cardone wants a match Raju and he poses to more. And, of course, he's making the contest a no-DQ match. And then Matthew Ray Walt versus Trey Miguel. We see Miguel attempting a comeback. Uh, Ray Walt delivered a carry spine bust for two, but Miguel avoided, avoided the director's cut. Brought Ray Walt to the mat and forced a submission to earn yeah, a that hard was surprise. victory. Yeah, I mean that was a surprise. I did not expect Trey Miguel to be the drama king. He's not picking that up many all. single wins, is he, drama king? Since uh, winning yeah, that yeah, tournament, this is the thing that gets me upset. It's like you brought in the drama king to team up. Which an impact world women's champion, the knockouts champion, okay? A woman who's hot right now, the number one wrestling female wrestler in the world. And that's just my opinion. A lot of people may disagree. Um, but but now that he's not really involved with her like that, now he's losing to Trey Miguel. I I, I couldn't understand that. I mean, it was a good match, you know. Um, and I was like, did he just tap out to Trey Miguel? I couldn't believe it. So I don't know where they're going with that. But if you're gonna have the drama king in there, you gotta, you have to push him. You, you you can't keep having the same guys. If you're not gonna push Moose, you're not gonna push Morrissey. You're gonna have him attack team. You're not pushing Rich One. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? What are you doing? Well, after the match, Jenna Prazzo hit the ring and delivered a low blow to the victor. Only for Mickey James to follow and ignite a brawl that requires security to break it up. Put yourself on top rope. White to virtual team out on the floor. Uh, Diona versus Mickey, we've talked about it. It will be fire. This was a fantastic segment between the two women that are bringing more rise to impact them. A lot more other wrestlers are. Yeah, I mean, this this is going to be... I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see these two women go at it. I don't see Peraza losing the belt to Mickey James. And if they do, I'm probably going to lose my mind. Um, but, um, you know, this it's, it's, it's like I said... You're gonna have to bring outsiders into the to impact because Perazzo has been everybody. No, and she's being everybody right now. You you could say maybe the only one who may give her some type of tr- trouble is Jordan Grace, and she right now she's teaming with Rachel Ellering. You know they they doing this this spot with Tanya Dashwood and, and um, whatever her other name is, Big Head. Um, you know, um, so. He, you cannot take that belt away. It's the same thing like right now what's happening in WWE. You're not going to take the belt away from Roman Reigns because that's your main person in the universal title picture. It's the same thing at Impact. You know, you're not going to give the belt to, you know, Mickey James. Yes, she's a future uh, future Hall of Famer. She's done a lot into the business, but what what, what is she going to do? Unless you do, you have her, um, you know, beat, Perazzo, but then you bring in NWA female wrestlers to come in as part of the forbidden door. I don't see that happening, but you never know. 
We'll be interested to see what happens there. We now move on to the main event. Like I said, Team Cage, which is called Christian, Josh Alexander, Eddie Edwards, Chris Saban and Sammy Callahan versus Team Austin, Ace Austin, Fulton, Moose, Myers and Morrissey. We see the action breakdown with each competitor hitting the signature offense to Edwards. Then there's a suplex off the top rope and on the other wrestlers in the match. Law. Back inside Cage delivered a spear to Mars and Alexander, who now the legal man for the Bayface, delivered the underhook pole driver for the win. Uh, I'm really digging the kind of impact at this moment in time. I thought the build up to this was good. I thought the main event was great and it made me look forward to Victory Road even more. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, again, to me, I mean, again, it was a 10 man tag, so you know, it could get chaotic, but the matches were good. The matches were good. Um, but it pretty much this 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 match shows you that Josh Alexander is the one who's going to be the next in line to be world champion because he got the pen for the team. So I mean, it, it's 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 the setup for the victory row was pretty good because now you you know you had the five of the best face baby face in the in the, in the company who are going to go into the, the pay per view to you know to go through whatever matches they had like so. But you know, um, again, I, I I took this match as this is the the it's like passing the baton. This is the guy who's going to go now take impact to next year as the world champion because Josh Alexander right now, a lot of people don't give him credit as credit is due. This guy could has been busting his ass for the last three months and crazy matches that he has in New Japan and, and Impact. Um, I, I believe he had another, a couple of them in, in New Japan, and he has been. He has not. It's not like he's beaten a slouch or, or you know ham and eggers. We've beaten guys who, who you know, has made a name for himself in, in the you know in the industry. So the way I saw this match was, you know, Christian Cage, his his time as being world champion is coming to an end because Josh Alexander is going to be the new Impact World Champion. Yeah, well, then again, it might happen before because, of course, at Victory Road, main event, Ace Austin versus Chris. We're going to get onto that right now. Saturday, the 18th of September. Um, when we talk about, I was excited for this. I thought there was two matches at Victory Road that I thought would be great, and that would be Josh Alexander versus Chris Sabin, and, of course, Ace Austin versus Christian. Uh, what match were you most looking forward to? And I say excitement level to event. I mean, how were you feeling going into this? Well, um, looking forward to this match, the match that I was looking for was, uh, of course, Josh Alexander and Chris Saban because, you know, I, I, I've been, like I said, the last couple of months, I've been following um, Josh Alexander and, you know, and I'm like, this guy, he's going to do something big before the year is over. That was one match I was looking forward to, but I was also looking forward for the Finjuice versus Bullet Club to see where that lands. And the Callahan and Edwards versus Moose and Morrissey, but more, I think more Callahan and Edwards versus Moose and Mer- Morrissey, because I wanted to see where it's gonna go, where where um, the storyline is gonna continue, you know, um, because you know, it's 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 a new fresh feud, you know, so you know, uh, that's those were the ones that I was really looking forward to. We're getting to it, and of course, Dino Brown and Matt Striker is back. And welcome fans to Rich Road. Kicks things off with a triple threat match. Steve Matlin versus DJP versus P.E. Williams. 
Into the action, we see Williams apply the sharpshoot on Macklin. T3 locks Williams up in an octopus dress. Macklin topples the par and breaks it up. Williams misses a Canadian destroyer attempt. The TJP fires a suplex on Macklin and then he hits running kicks on Macklin and Williams and plants a detonation kick on Macklin. But Williams catches T3 with a Canadian destroyer. Macklin hits his mayhem full finisher on Williams. Head back to take the pinfall victory on TJP. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? This was a, a pretty good match. I mean, for all three competitors, um, they they were taking advantage at the fact that, you know, between TJP and Willis, let's team up and get rid of Macklin because Macklin, I mean, he was the bigger and taller guy in, in the match. Um, you know, uh, I like I said, I really don't know much of Macklin, Steve Macklin, but you could tell he knows what he's doing in that ring because – once Petey William hit that Canadian destroyer, he knew that, okay, let me get rid of Petey Williams because I'm going to go and get the pen. And that's exactly what he did. This is a, uh, I like the way they opened up this pay-per-view. Three of the guys, you know, um, it, it wasn't, you know, a, a, a match where the guy's bigger. He could, he taking advantage of the whole match. Like the first time Macklin fought Petey Williams throughout the whole match, he, he had control of the match because he was the bigger guy. But here it was a three-way. I mean, and TJP, of course, he entertains you because, you know, he does he does these moves that you'd be like, wow, he just got out of that. Uh, or he's doing this and he's doing that. And, you know, it was an exciting match. So, you know, it, uh, to be honest, I, I'll give this one a, a, a three and a quarter. You were at three and a quarter? Yeah, I thought it was a great opener. I mean, Macklin gave the lease, but... Uh, still not bad, smooth stuff from DJP and Petey. Did feel like a handicap match at times, but I'm going to give it a 3.95 to start. For like you said, it's nice that I guess it wasn't de- uh, Decay as well. Uh, we then get <laughs> Trey <laughs> McGee. Decay opens every fucking pay-per-view. Every pay-per-view. That's my, that's my complaint all the time. <laughs> we see Trey Miguel versus John Skyler versus Jake something versus Black Tories versus Laredo Kid next. John Skyler catches Miguel with a spear in between the ropes. Black Taurus plants a Skyler. Miguel jumps off the top with a beautiful meter roar seconds before something spikes a DDT. Then something chokes, choke slams Kid on top of Miguel. Have I actually seen that before? And then Taurus and Yeah, it's called Kid. Luchasaurus. <laughs> yeah, Taurus and Kid McKinnon have fight from before. Taurus catches a crucifix bomb. Skyler flies in the spear on Miguel. And the Trey Miguel dives out the ring with a somersault sent on. Laredo Kids hits Laredo fly on Skyler to pick up the victory. Whoa. What were your thoughts on this? This match was pretty good. I, I like this match, but it's funny that, <laughs> that Jay something uh, um, choke slam. Uh, I forgot who it was, but on top of another, I said, he's been watching Luchasaurus, haven't he? Um, but this this uh, this match was pretty good, entertaining. Um, I was expecting more high flying stuff, but they kind of slowed down. They kind of slowed down the um, the match. Um, Jake something looked at weird in that match because he looked so big. So I'm like, is this supposed to be like an exhibition title? Uh, not title match, exhibition match. But everybody in there kind of entertained me. Black to Roos, like I, I, I mentioned earlier, this guy. Even though he looks big and solid, he does his stuff. But and I was happy that Loretto Kid won that match. He hit like some phenomenal, like some some belly to belly moonsault on Skyler. The match was pretty good. I mean, so far, I, I was like, okay, I'm getting into Zane because you know the last first two matches are pretty good. I, I give this a three and a half because of the the competitors that were in there. 
Jay something, of course, you know, he's going to show his strength, you know, and, and does his stuff. Um, so I'll, I'll give it three and a half. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, why wasn't this a number one contendership match for the X Division title? Would make more sense. Exactly. Something has got a mullet. I know it's a mullet because it's business party at the back. Uh, Taurus <laughs> and Kid Exchange were great. Trey looked amazing. Should have a big 2022. Yeah, I thought it was great stuff. I'm going to give it a four and a quarter out of five. Uh, and then we get Tanil Dashwood versus Taylor Wilde. The referee ejects everyone from ringside. Uh, Dashwood is pleading from Caleb and Rain to come back. Well, stacks are up with a schoolboy, a school girl pin even. But Dashwood finds a way. Dashwood then rolls Wilde up. She pops out. Uh, we see a tilt world backbreaker for another near fall. Wild recover covers some heavy offense from Dashwood to go for a nice suplex. Wild luck when she forces Dashwood onto the mat with a wild ride finisher. The victory. What were your thoughts on this? Uh, listen, this to Neil Dashwood versus Taylor Wild. This view that I, I, I didn't even invest my time watching. I watched it, but I was uh, the same stupid match I've seen the last three, four weeks. You know, and then everybody gets thrown out of of the uh, ringside, and I'm like, okay, you could have avoided all this the last couple of weeks and just put these two one on one, and that's it. Why go through like almost a month doing the same thing? Same really. Thing. Honestly, I will give this a, a two and a half. I, I, it didn't it it didn't fascinate me at all as a woman's match. You know, and not and, and before the female listeners to be like, oh, you know. You know, no, it's not. It's not that I don't like female wrestling matches. It's just these two. They, I don't know, something about Tennille Dashwood. It's just, I, I don't know. She's like, she's not putting. It's like she doesn't work hard in that ring. When I remember when she was in Ring of Honor with the Bloodline back then, um, when she got in that ring, she was. Now it's like I, I don't know if it's the gimmick, and and, and Taylor Wilde. I'm not a big fan of her. I was never a big fan of her when. She first started in Impact years ago. So maybe it was that. I don't know. So I'll, I'll give this probably two or three quarters. Yeah, no. Two. I, I, I would agree. Like I, said, I even put my notes. I'll switch it off a little bit because sometimes before as well, you know, it's just a match that's been on Impact. It's just fine with the point being when the numbers are equal, the faces win. And, of course, Diana Prouston may get the, most of the credit, but Tennille is a vital part of the Impact Knockout. She's been featured on every pay-per-view and most of the week in, week out on Impact as well this year. Um, like I said, out of five, I'll give that a three. So it wasn't much of anything. Backstage. You're being so nice. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm just a nice guy. Uh, backstage, Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards believe hell has frozen over since they're teaming together. Can the Joker and Batman co- uh, cooperate fully to take Moose and W. Morrissey out? And Alicia for a match. And then released a no disqualification match for Hit Raju versus Matt Cardona. We see Sheer and Rahit attacked early. A chair around the throat to the ring post. Now, you and I, I don't want to sound old here myself, but a chair around the throat into a ring post used to take a wrestler out for, what, six months at a time? You know, that yeah, used something to, like that. Something like that. And now um, Cardona gets hit with it and recovers during the match, you know, and it's just. <laughs> I, I just, I can't. <laughs> you know, so... No, listen, there's no selling in wrestling anymore, and that is the problem. <laughs> and this is why I say that when Diana Parasso wrestles, right, and she works on a body part, she makes it believable. 
You know what I'm saying? A lot of these wrestlers don't do that. They just, they get hit with a chair. Next thing you know, they're up two minutes doing a power driver. And I'm like, okay, when does it end? You know? So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Well, exactly. <laughs> we we see trash cans and uh, we see Roger scaling the ropes and hit a double foot stomp while Cardona lays between two set chairs. Uh, we see Kazan still managing to kick out, hit with radio silence, but Shira drags Raju out of the ring, and Shira disappeared in this match and then popped back up again for some reason. Uh, Kazan runs the out and hits Shira, who stands on a ramp. Chelsea Green is back. She plants a shot on Cardona to help her hit another radio silence on Rajit for the win. Um, what, what were your thoughts on this? Because this match was just... Oh it's it's equivalent of throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> it was a... I will, I will put it the, the way I was saying in New York. It was a clusterfuck. That's what it was. Because <laughs> it was like... you. First of all, it's a, it's, um, it's a no disqualification. And I'm saying to myself, why? And then he attacked both wrestler before he even enters the ring and I'm like saying to myself, okay, this don't make no damn sense. You know, and I I don't know why Impact continues to try to do hardcore stuff. Like, you know, stick to the wrestling. Why do you have to put everything hardcore or, 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 or you know, false count anywhere or every damn pay-per-view? I'm like, I don't know. I, this dispute this with Cardona, Chelsea Green, Rohit and, and Shira, I mean, why don't you just put him in a freaking cage, right? And take uh, Chelsea Green out of the equation. Make Cardona team up with somebody and get this shit over with. I don't want to see this shit no more. You know, I, I really don't, to be honest. So uh, that that's my thought of it. I mean, to me, that I, I'll give it a three for, for effort. But other than that, nah. I, I'm not too crazy about it. I wasn't too crazy about that match. I'm tired of seeing uh, every, every pay-per-view, there's a freaking hardcore match. And and for me, Cardona is not why I watch Impact. And that's not having to go at the former Zack Ryder at all. But I just think it's him playing it safe and Impact playing safe with him as well. Uh, again, three and a quarter. But, but, but here's the crazy part, though. Here's the crazy part. I don't know if you've been following Matt Cardona the last couple of months. But how is it that he's wrestling like this in Impact, but then he goes to Game Changer Wrestling, has this crazy hardcore match with Nick Cage, and then he just won two belts this past weekend. Uh, I think he's doing some hardcore stuff, too. So I'm like, so you're not wrestling uh, the way you wrestle Impact somewhere else. See, that, that, that makes no sense. So I don't know. And I think that's the part that I don't like because every when I see him wrestle in Impact, he's not wrestling like he's wrestling in Game Changer Wrestling or somewhere else. You know? So I don't know. That's just me. I, no, I completely agree with you there. It's a bit weird what we get, the kind of walk-down version of it. And talk about versions, we get the Bullet Club next. Uh, Chris Bay, Nicolaiu oh, versus God. Finn Juice, David Finney and Juice Robinson. We see the Bullet Club worked on Juice, of course, targeting the injured knee. Finney came in hot, but got down, but he fights Bay and Hikaleu off. He's too, too far away from Robinson. Finley sends Bay out of the way to make a long awaited tag. Robinson wows on Bay with some powerful left hand shots. Bay to back up. Juice has a series of famous jabs and fakes Bay out with a DDT in the end. He's had enough. Um, Bay tags in Hikaleu. Finley sends him the big man over the top rope. Robinson saves Finley with a pescado on the outside. Bay cracks a chair on Robinson's injured leg while Hikaleu David Finley off to gain a victory for the Bullet Club. What were your thoughts? 
Uh, I mean, it was it was a pretty a pretty good match because I sat down and said, okay, I'll make believe I watch a New Japan match, and they kind of delivered not as good I think they would have done. I think they could have done a little better, but we're talking about Hikaleo. Hikaleo could be in that ring, could do as much as he can. He because I guess he well we call he's still doing an excursion and whatnot. But Finjuice is gonna go into that ring and it's gonna give you a good match. Um, I like the way they did the story because if you know that the Bullet Club attacked um, Juice Robinson and his leg, so they kind of we're telling the story about that. We're gonna continue attacking the, the leg, the one we uh, beat up a couple of weeks ago. So you know, and, and and it's cool because it was telling a story of what's going on between Bullet Club or the the watered down version of Bullet Club and Finn Juice. And the way it ended with with um, uh, Chris Bay hitting uh, Juice Robinson with the uh, chair on his leg and Hikaleo then getting him the pin, that, that goes to show you that, you know, they could tell a good story. Um, and, and this is probably going to continue because they, right now, like I said, Impact is taking advantage of the fact that they have, you know, um, these guys from New Japan. Even though Chris Bay is not from New Japan, but he's part of Bullet Club. So it, it was it was a pretty decent match. I will give it a, a three and, and, and probably three and a quarter. Um, it could have been a little better, but it is what it is. Well, I've always preferred Juice, but uh, has really grown him in the past few months. I suppose the match versus Jay White didn't hurt, you know. <laughs> I talk about yeah. uh, heels, Bill heels. And speaking of New Japan, of course, strong looks from watching now uh, due to, you know, demanding it. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's weird that Juice lost twice to Kilayu. He lost his strong the day before in a table match and then lose in a tag team title match. But still not too bad. A three and three quarters out of five for me. And then they recap Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards' alliance heading to our next Callahan and Edwards versus Moose and Morrissey. And we see the big men taking a fight to the faces moments before the bell rings. Uh, but we see Callahan and Edwards hitting stereo dives and then working like a well-oiled team. But the big boys take control. The faces come back with changes. Moose grabs a kennel stick and runs in the ring with it. Eddie steals the stump pole job of some of Callahan's playbook and applies it to Moose. Morrissey captures Leisha and taunts Eddie Lowe. Rams with a lights out spear. Morrissey and Moose drag Alicia into the ring. Morrissey power bombs her to the mat and he takes her to the back. He looks at Sammy and goes, You know this is what I've got to do. And Sammy in a two on one situation doesn't give a fuck as he tries his best, but unfortunately <laughs> gets stopped as Moose and Morrissey beat him down and get the victory. Uh, I, I like this story. What do you think of the match? Yeah, I think this was one of my favorite matches of the night because it, it was like it was uh, David versus Goliath type, but then you know Morrissey just went and grabbed Eddie Edwards' wife and just fucking power bombed her or choke slam or whatever he did to her, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna this storyline is gonna get real real good because now my man just crossed the line. He just hurt Eddie Edwards' wife, so you know they're probably gonna take it the next time they face off. It's gonna be some some wild, you know, uh, probably some full counts anywhere, whatever. See that I don't mind seeing those guys doing it because I've seen guys, uh, Sammy Callahan, Eddie Edwards do it. But anybody else, nah. Um, but this was a good match. It was a good. I think this is one of the matches I believe that that uh, was so far stealing the show because uh, the story was telling uh, uh, again. 
you know, these two big guys came and tried to bully Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan, who Eddie Edwards and him do not get along, come together to fight a, a, a common cause. Yeah, and Moose wins, which is great. <laughs> We've not seen him win in so yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's been only the last time he pinned anybody. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, yeah, that, that is true. It's, 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 he gets a win, and, 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 you know, maybe they built this tag team and build them like this crazy heel, monster heels, and they take over the tag team division and take the belts. Yep. yep. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, like to talk about the faces, two guys who hate the company more, and with Moose and Morris, they can do anything. Another uh, chapter to the story. I'm going to give it a four out of five. I missed, what would you score that? Sorry. Yeah, about the same four and uh, about the same four and a half, four uh, three quarters. So I mean, it was pretty good. It was it lived up to the hype. Yeah, that, that's that's the way I see it. So. Well, now the title matches begin, and of course, the knockouts tag team titles Decay, Havoc, and Roseme versus Tasha Steels and Savannah Evans. We see Decay attack straight away. The big hosses for Steels take control. Roseme creates an opening from Steels that allows him to get Havoc back in, who lands a big boot on Evans. But Evans seems rocked by it and tags Steels in. Havoc drives Steels to the map with sky high for a near fall. Rosemary spits from screen, missing to Evans' eyes on the outside. Havoc throws Stills on top of Evans. Rosemary drags Stills back in the ring. Havoc sends Stills away with a tombstone pile driver. And Decay retain in a hard full match. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? <sighs> Bro. Uh, this is one of the matches that I, I, I wrote down that if you're going to team up Tasha Steele with um, Savannah Evans, you have to give the belts to these girls because, you know, now they, they just lost to Havoc and Rosemary. That tells me that they're going to keep pushing Decay to, I don't know how far they're going to do it. And right now, if you look at the women's division, besides Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellery being a legit tag team, who else is there? They could fight. They could, uh, you know, challenge uh, uh, Rosemary and Havoc. I mean, and to me, I felt like if they would have just gave the belts to Evans and Steels, and then you probably could have more matches with these with these two teams, and maybe build another tag team. Maybe have Tasha Steele and Evans against Ellering and Grace. But no, they they I don't know I don't know who was booking this, but I was not happy with the outcome. The match is pretty decent. Uh, I, I'll give it a three. Because it's like uh, Havoc and, and, and Rosemary does not bring anything new in their matches. And and I guess that's why I'm not impressed by, by them being the champions. It's the same thing, screaming, biting, same shit. Um, so that just, that's, I'll give it a three. That again? And the thing about it is the most kind of overstars that uh, yeah. impact have got, you know. Uh, Evans has filled a slot left by Hogan, and Stills could have a run for the knockout title with Evans as a heavy. But, like I said, this kind of worked because there's so little challenges. Uh, I'm going to give it three and three quarters out of five. It was okay, but maybe, like I said, expect a little bit more. Backstage, Ace Austin will square up with Christian Cage later. Mitch 
legend in the business. Also believes he's the face of the new era and thinks holding the Impact World Championship is inevitable. He plans to become the youngest man to ever hold the main event title. And the Impact World Tag Team Championships are next. The, uh, of course, the Good Brothers versus Rich Swan and Millie, Willie Mack. Anderson grabs Swan's legs. Swan rolls through and makes a desperate tag to Mack who uh, plants a Norman Smiley-inspired slam. Anson then eats a pop-up forearm, but Anson shifts the mental with a nasty spine bust. The good brothers hoist Mac up for the magic killer, but Mac turns it with a net breaker, and Swan comes back in to make the save. Gallows catches Mac with another big boot to the face, and on the outside, Gallows drops Swan to the top of the apron with a vicious powerbomb. Anson surprises Mac with a gun stun. This allows him to set up the magic killer and Mac, and of course the one two, three, still Impact World Tag Team Champions. What were your thoughts? Uh, this match was not for nothing, but this match was way better than they matched their three-way match that they had, uh, I think it was a month ago, whatever. Uh, and in the match, you saw the Good Brothers dominating most of the match. And then uh, Mack and Swan tried to make a comeback. But, you know, the Good Brothers, they experienced it. They have experience. And, you know, Anderson caught Willie Mack coming to the rope and caught him with that gun stun. I mean, and the match, you know, the match was pretty decent. I mean, for a world tag team title, I thought it was going to be boring because I seen them wrestle before, but it was a three-way and then it was, I think, a four-way. This was decent. Mac and Swan, you know, they gave them a run for their money. But like I said, I mean, if you cannot continue putting the Good Brothers in these matches and not giving them a, a, a competition because now at the Mac. And Swan, who they, who else is the Good Brothers going to fight? So, but this match was decent. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Mac and, and, and Swan. Um, I don't know. Um, from what I'm hearing, Swan is going to be in Bound for Glory and some stuff that whoever wins that gets a, a shot at the world title. So he's going for the world title again. I won't be surprised if Willie Mac turns on him. You know that could happen because now if Swan start going after the title, where does it leave Mac? You know so. We'll see. I mean, it, again, this match was decent. I gave it a three and three and a half for what it was worth. Um, so that's what I'll give it, three and a half. I think that'd be fair enough. I'm going to give it three and three calls. Nothing wrong with this match. Maybe just too predictable. But on the card, this was the full fucking tag match in a row. Four tag matches in a row. Come on, guys. Like... Uh... Can't we sort something out? It was four tag. Are you serious? Well, man, let me go my nose. Four tag matches? Are you serious? Let me see. Started, yeah. with, started with Sammy and Eddie. Then we had Stills Evans. Then yeah. I yeah, just noticed that. Swan and Mac. Yeah. Uh, it was, it, a Bullet Club, Club finger before Club. that. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> well, you know, they got to get everybody in. <laughs> I was just like, oh. They doing little shit that reminds me of WWE. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because they got to put everybody in there. Well, up next is a match, like I said, we're looking forward to. Can Chris Saban become the first ever nine-time X Division champion? He goes to face the champion, Josh Alexander, and the fans are split who they're rooting for during this historic bout. It's a really good build, and we see Alexander uh, trying to wrestle with Saban. Saban turns a vertical suplex attempt into a crate. Uh, Alexander stretches Saban out but back on the feet Alexander launches Saban to the corner with an Irish rip Alexander blocks Saban's offense with a body slam for another rear fall Saban rolls out the way in time for Alexander hits a moonsault from the top we see Saban getting crafty with a hammerlock we see Alexander has Saban in the ankle lock dead centre of the ring but somehow Saban bridges over and turns it into a 
pin. Alexander gets a final say in this match, though, when he sets Saban up for the C4 spike, which sends Saban out cold. Uh, and I think Josh Alexander his greatness by beating one of the best ever to do it. Still your X Division champion. What were your thoughts on this? This match, it was, to me, it was like the old school versus the new school. What, and something that I never seen Chris Sabian use was that it looked like that face front lock. It looked like a, like a labella lock. And when he caught um, Josh Alexander with that move, I was like, oh, shoot, he, he's going he's gonna to beat him. He, how the hell is he going to get out? But again, Josh Alexander, again, proving that, you know, he deserves to be uh, the X Division champion. I mean, these guys were doing fill-out process in the beginning, and then all of a sudden we just started with submission moves. Um, Saban pulled out all, everything, I mean, all his cards, and, and using moves that i never seen him use before, and the match was good. I, that match, I think, outdid the um, the tag team between Callahan and Edwards, so this automatically became my favorite match of the night, I think, and, and I give that a four, four and a quarter because that match was good. I mean, it was... It started off a feel-out process. They, then they took it to the submission moves. And then, you know, Alexander doing his C4 spike. That guy, that, I'm telling you, he's going to be the champion. He's going to be the world champion. Yeah, I mean, Josh has been important all year. You know, I, I hate to agree with Stryker, but he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. What match? So hard-hitting. Maybe surprisingly so. You know, when you think about yeah. Josh lost his mouthpiece and his headgear in this matchup. Oh, and- man. He kicked him so hard, his fucking headgear came down. Yeah, like, oh, just... like... <laughs> Talk about hard-hitting action. Oh, shit, bro. He hit him. I said, oh, shit. It looked like it looked like a wig popping out of his head. So, you know. um, And we see Spike has been built as a big-time finisher as well. There's no one getting their oh, shoulders yeah. up on that. Uh, great sign respect afterwards. Always nice to see. I'm going to give this a four and three quarters out of five because, like I said, it's great when a match just delivers like this. And now he... The main event, the Impact World Championship, Christian Cage versus Ace Austin. The fans are on their feet as the bell rings. Uh, the referee catches Fulton's second attempt on Cage, leading the ref to eject Fulton from the ringside. The fans sing him out. Cage slides back in the ring with Verta Tenedi DDT for a near fall. Cage lands a few short combat shots for going up and finding over the ropes to hit a slap on the outside. And we see Cage hit 20 top rope punches on Austin. Uh, we see both men exchange loud biting pen attempts. Austin rolls in just in case Saul's off the top with a fog splash. And Austin's ready to end it all with a fold. And he charges towards Cage, but Cage meets him halfway there with a spear. And Madman Fulton sneaks back down to the ring. Because when you've been kicked out, that's what you always do. But Cage recovers in time to catch Austin with a kill switch. And Captain Charisma retains his Impact World Championship. What were your thoughts? That match, again, Ace Austin... um... You know, I'm not going to say that he deserved to win that match because, you know, he. Um, I think his time came and went. They could have, they would have, they should have given him the belt world title a long time ago. But Ace Austin, when he's in that ring, he's going to deliver. You know, um, again, Christian, I got to give him credit because this man, he hasn't, he didn't wrestle for seven years. He's in that ring with young guys, and, and, and Ace Austin's one guy that he's a hot flyer. He's quick. He has a lot of speed, and. Christian, and, and you know, I remember when he came to uh, AEW, I was like, all right, what this old guy doing? He has impressed me since he came to AEW. The fact that he's in that ring with guys like Ace Austin, who's probably 20 years younger than him or whatever. I mean, the match lived up to the hype. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a three and three quarters. It could have been a little better. 
Um, I just um, I hate outside interference, but we know that Madman Fulton was going to get involved, and even after um, he got thrown out. But this was a decent match, and I like the ending of the match and what happened afterwards. So you know, um, but Ace Austin, hopefully, uh, you know, he'll be back into the X Division fold and get that belt back. He deserves the X Division championship. Yeah, I think without a doubt, you know, I mean, Ace looked fantastic. What a hell of a main event. Both men shone here. Uh, and then afterwards, Josh Alexander comes out and walks in the ring to face-to-face world champion. Uh, and he wants, looks like he's going to try to face him at Bound for Glory. Uh, I'm going to give that main event a four and three quarters out of five. Wow. That would be fair to say. Wow. No, no, no. No, no. I was three quarters? Looking, I was looking at four. I'm going to give it four and a half because I don't want it to be... I think Alexander Sabin was my match of the night. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that. Because in my head, before I saw the Alexander Sabin match, I had the, the Moose Morrissey versus uh, Callahan and Edwards. Because it was a decent match. Uh, but, you know, Josh Alexander and Sabin stole the show. Yeah. So that's our match of the night then, Sabin and Alexander. Who would be your MVP of the night? Ooh. The MVP of the night. I got to give it to Ace Austin because, you know, this guy's been considered as an ex-division champion, you know, cruiserweight, whatever. But he was in there with a guy of Christian caliber. You know, Christian Christian is a, a future Hall of Famer. And even though he hasn't wrestled seven years, whatever, but you see he's getting into it again. You know, he's been in tag team matches in AEW, defending the world title. He had a great match with Brian Myers. Uh you know, um, but Austin, you, know, you would have thought like, oh, you know, uh, Cage would have got rid of him in five minutes. But no, I mean, I give it to Ace Austin because, you know, um, he shows that he can hang with the the heavyweights. I could easily say it's Josh Alexander, but we know what Josh Alexander brings to the table. We know that he was going to have a great match with Sabre. But, you know, I always look at into something that maybe someone that, you know, may not have been getting the recognition they deserve. And Ace Austin, I've been saying this for months. Ace Austin should have won the world title a long time ago. They 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 kind of stalled him when he won the X Division Cup. Then he put the bell on him for like two or three months later. So you know this is Impact. That's the way Impact is. But I think Ace Austin was my MVP of the night. I think well, without a doubt, I, I would agree with you there as well. Uh, rating out of ten, I really enjoyed this paper. I had to cut it up into two parts, but I did think it was quite an enjoyable show. Uh, so for me, my, my my rating might be kind of again. Sometimes my rating for then again, I'm going to stick with what I go to. You know, I'm going to give it a nine because I thought it was a really really Ooh, enjoyable what? show. Look, <laughs> it was a great show overall. I don't think there's anything that was terrible. Nine. He said a nine, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he said a nine. <laughs> Wow, a nine. Okay, I, I'm going to be fair to you. So you, you probably found it that great. Uh, I'll give it, to be fair, I'll give it a seven and a half. You know, um, I think what messed it up for me was the um, the Taylor Wilde to Neil Dashwood. That, you, you know, and this is the thing I say. I think when it comes to impact, impact has to stay away. I think they're still looking over their shoulder looking at WWE. Because they do a lot of the stuff that WWE does. They'll show a match on TV, they'll have a rematch, and then they'll put it again in the pay-per-view. That's a no-no. That's a, like a turnoff to a professional wrestling fan because they're going to be like, wait a minute, I, did I see this match? Now, I'm not going to say that the car was bad because the car was pretty good. 
you know, um, it was decent. I'll give it an eight, you know, because, you know, even though they had full tag team matches, their full tag team matches weren't that bad. You know, they weren't bad at all. Um, and again, they need to, um, I, I just think Impact needs to ha- get off that WWE mentality because they try to be like WWE as far as matches and they have to improve a little bit on their women's division. You got to get more women tag team in there. So it was a decent pay-per-view, so I'll give it an eight. I give it eight. Well, that's good. That's good. So we're up to date now when it comes to Victory Road. We have had three impacts since, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to truncate it and basically talk about the bullet points, not the bullet points happened, basically. So we start off with option C, because you did mention it's the last impact show we did, and Josh Alexander has officially given his X Division title up for option C and will face Christian Cage at Bound for Glory for the Impact Heavyweight Championship. That is the main event of Bound for Glory that we want, isn't it? Yes, and and, and, and let me tell you something. And I'm going to say it right here, and I'm saying a month, matter of fact, not even a month. What's the date? Today's the 9th? Yep. So this is in two weeks. In two weeks, if Impact drops the ball, by not giving the, the the title to Josh Alexander, that I don't know what to say anymore. Because um, what's been happening, um, and, and I mean, if, if I could get a chance to talk a little bit of what's been going on as far as what we've seen from, I say, the last two months, right? They teased the, the, the stuff with Kenny Omega versus Jay White. It never happened, right? Um they uh, kind of tease, uh, even though they're the Impact World Champion, even though it happened in New Japan, but they're teasing now they may, the possibility of Gorilla of Destiny may show up at Impact and confront the Good Brothers, right? Now you have this match that could be a match of the year candidate, Christian Cage, a guy who's been in wrestling for seven years, okay, who's going to put his Impact World title against the best wrestler right now at the last probably six months is Josh Alexander, Okay. And if you don't give the belt to Josh Alexander because you want to keep Christian uh, as the champion because of his name, then I don't know where Impact is going. Because, again, like I said earlier, they, got, they still got a lot to work. And and um, and I was telling you before we went on the air that I watched Impact for you because I know we, we do the reviews and you love Impact. And if I, sometimes I look at Impact and I'm like, okay, they, they look like they're coming around the corner. They're going to come around the corner and then they just stop, you know. And same thing, you know, with, with Moose, they, they had a momentum going with him, then they stopped. The same thing, um, Morrissey, they had a momentum going, they stopped. Now they team up Moose and Morrissey. So if they don't give the belt to Josh Alexander on October 23rd, and I stay up to 1 o'clock in the morning in New York <laughs> to watch this show, because it's starting at 10, and I think that – yeah, it's starting at 10 here in New York. So that's probably what, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning in your side? Yeah, but say, we have to stay up 1 o'clock in the morning for normal pay-per-views. I'm not, you know, that's when they well, start. I, I mean, I, I don't care because it's a Saturday and I don't work the next day. But it's just what I'm saying. Like, if I got to stay up to 1 o'clock in the morning to watch Christian Cage retain his belt, I'm going to lose my head because, yeah. you know, um, I mean, and then to top it off, they're talking about you're going to have triple A wrestlers, you're going to have Bullet Club members, you're going to have New Japan. So this is a big show. So if you're going to close it out and you're going to close it out, let's say the show is great, that's the best way to have Josh Alexander win the belt. And that's the start of a new era 
know what I'm saying? And, and I mean, it's right there for them to the take for the taking. They could do they could run with this, and God knows where they'll be by the beginning of next year. Like we said, we talk about the X Division title being up for grabs in a triple threat. Battle. There's been qualifying matches happening on Impact, and you people need to go and watch Trey Miguel versus Laredo Kid uh, versus Alex Zane, which was a banger of a triple threat match, uh, which Miguel did win. We see with Bullet Club members El Fantasmo returning to help out Hikaleu and Chris Bay. Uh, what were your thoughts on these three men representing Bullet Club in Impact? Well, now they brought in. A, a veteran of Bullet Club with Fatima, but Fatima has been there. He had a great match with Josh Alexander. Um, I think it was in May. That match, oh my God, that was that was an awesome match. Uh, but now it, it, it makes it it makes it interesting because now it's three on two. Who is Juice Robinson bringing in? So now that's the question. Who in New Japan is coming in to help? You know, to help uh, uh, Finn Juice. So. You know, that now, again, you sit down, wait for the forbidden door to come through and see what happens. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they got two weeks to build for Bomb for Glory. And, you know, we've got to see what happens. Well, like I said, it will be interesting to see. Of course, we had the Sammy Callahan injury. And Impact dealt with this yes. by saying that he got attacked by Morrissey and Moose. And it looks like it's going to be Moose who's kind of attacking Eddie Edwards' uh, wife as well. Looks like they're going to lead up to a Bound for Glory match there. It is a shame with Sammy Callahan, but hopefully Eddie Edwards can keep uh, some momentum with that. We speak they're talking about, about They're talking about he's not coming back to spring of 2022. That is crazy. That, they, they, he yes. will be missed a lot with that. Uh, the Parazzo versus Mickey James feud heated up big time with Parazzo going to the home of Mickey James. Uh, I, I think if I was a 13-year-old boy watching these two women brawl in the farm, I, I would be using the video footage differently, shall we say. But I thought this, <laughs> <laughs> this was... <laughs> This uh, is yes. some great stuff I between two. I understand what you're saying. So yeah. I, <laughs> I think Perazzo versus James, like I said, for Bound for Glory is a match. I don't know what I'm looking forward to more, if it would be that or, like I said, Alexander Christian. But that can't let us down, can it? You know? <laughs> like... I mean, I mean, you got Mickey James and, and, and Tiana Perazzo. I think that match is it's going to be pretty good. I mean, I mean... That's the same thing I thought about the the Melina match because I thought, oh, you know, Melina's, you know, it's not the way she used to be back in the day. Then. And they, and pretty much she uh she um pretty much made me look feel like I was wrong because I mean she did she did a great great um I mean she she did great in that match. But again, I, I'm gonna go with the they're not gonna give that belt to um, Mickey James unless. They're playing to bring in NWA female wrestlers into wrestle for that belt. I don't see it happening, but never know. I mean, what what could happen is, what is that girl that's the NWA Women's Champion, Camille? Yep. She could show up at Impact and challenge um, Diana Perrazzo, champion versus champion. You know, and they they should see that. That's what they should have done. Instead of having Mickey James. And wrestle uh, Deanna Perrazzo. They should have had Camille wrestle Deanna Perrazzo, NWA champion versus the Impact World champion. And there you go. See, I, that should be a booker. <laughs> you, should, you should. Speaking of booking, looks like uh, Rhino 
course, we talked about his storyline, Violet by Design. Heath returned and expected Rhino to warmly embrace him, which he didn't. Looks like Rhino doesn't want to do doesn't want to do anything at the moment, either it be Violet by Design or Heath. We should get that feel good moment for Bound for Glory. Like I said, Heath's been out uh, for a year now. And talk about returns, Christopher Daniels, the Fallen Angel, returned to Impact as well. He beat Madman Fulton and then said to Christian he wants to face him for the Impact World title. Of course, that matchup might come too soon before Bound for Glory, but maybe my thinking, speaking if I was going to book it, they've announced Victory Road for December. What about the Fallen Angel, Crystal Daniels versus Josh Alexander for the Impact World title there? And then it gives Alexander someone to beat as his first challenger. Hmm. Christopher Daniel getting a world title shot at his age. Somebody explain that one to me. Didn't he retired? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't know where they're going with this. I, I think what is to me, it looks like Impact, and this is the thing, and I know, I think I send you a picture that they're going to have a digital champion, some shit like that. Yes. Uh, and the belt looks like the Grand Slam belt from the, they used back in the days. That moves used to carry around. Uh, he had the, I think, that belt and another belt. Uh, it shows me the impact is desperate. Um, they don't know what they're doing as far as bringing in new heads. I'm hearing that Braun, Braun Strowman, uh, they're very interested in bringing in Braun Strowman, even though Strowman is begging for his job at WWE. Um, you know, um, so I don't know. I mean, why would you bring Christopher Daniels? Um uh, is that part of the AEW uh, working relationship? Because you have Christian Cage as the uh, world champion. He's part of AEW. So, I don't know. It seems to me that, you know, the Impact don't have no idea what they're doing. And, and I always said this. Impact is cheap when it comes to money. Because um, you saw, I think I sent you the picture of the damn title. The title looks like some shit that you find in the garbage can and you just drew on it. Um, and I don't know. Um, they they need to do something. I don't know what they scared to to get big. I mean, because there's a lot of wrestlers out there who who right now like a buddy. You got well now it's no Buddy Matthews, who was formerly known as Buddy Murphy. He's out there. You want to bring Braun Strowman? Bring in Braun Strowman. You could bring in Bo Dallas, who's out there. You got a lot of wrestlers out there that need a spot, and it's not like they need to go to AEW because of the Forbidden Door. You could work anywhere. Yeah. You know. Um. So. I don't know. It seems to me like they scare of expanding, if that's the correct word I could use, but I don't know. I, I don't I, know. I think that the thing is with them as well is obviously because of the history of Impact, they want to go about the means, and it's like they can spend X amount on a contract for like a Strowman or someone like this, but then again, if it doesn't work out, then they end up losing money. And it's just kind of, I think like I said that's maybe what they're worried about. I was going to talk about the digital media championship, a, a title that's only going to be defended on digital media. Uh, John Schuyler and um, Crazy Steve have qualified for the six-man match that's going to take place on the kickoff of Bound for Glory. Uh, and speaking of Impact as well, as we record this tonight, it's Knockouts Knockdown. Impact uh, are doing the Impact Special Women's 
a complete women's special with women's commentators and everything like this as well. Just have a quick look at the card. We've got a four-way versus ball match in memory of Daphne, Alicia Edwards versus Jordan Grace versus Kimberly versus Savannah Embans. Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships, Decay versus The Influence. A pick-your-poison match. Mickey James chooses down as opponent, Jana Pratsu versus Masha Slamovich. And then we've got a Knockouts Knockdown Tournament where the winner will get a title opportunity at some point. Uh, quarterfinals, we've got Tasha Stills versus Jamie Senegal, Chelsea Green versus Rene Michelle, Rachel Ellen versus Lady Frost, and Brandy Lauren versus Mercedes Martinez. And of course, we saw Mercedes Martinez winning everything. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I see Steels versus Martinez in the final with Martinez getting a victory there. Does that light your fire, the knock, knockouts, knockdown? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because you have Mercedes Martinez in there. You got Tasha Steele. I love Tasha Steele. Mercedes Martinez is one of like one of my favorite female wrestlers out there. Um, uh, you got uh, Frost, who I seen in AEW, who's pretty good. I seen the NWA also. It's not something that I will go and watch and whatnot. Um, I might check it out um during the week, but. Listen, they like I said earlier, the women's division needs this type of stuff. You gotta, you gotta build because again, you have, you have Diana Peraza who has taken out the whole damn division by themselves, and there's not really nobody in there that could compete. Now, let's say Martinez, Mercedes Martinez wins that, uh, then now you got Diana Peraza going in the room with Mercedes Martinez. Martinez has been in wrestling for 20 years. That woman's been everywhere. And you know, and she has some great match matches with Io Shirai and NXT. So, you know, that's something new. Until you keep bringing in other people, she could wrestle Frost. You know, another lady. I mean, she may not be able to be Diana Perazzo, but she could give a competition. The thing is, you gotta bring do stuff like this, so then you could you know build your women's division little by little. You know, and. Um, kudos to Impact because you know, you know I did see that that they they uh, they have Renee Michelle Frost um, uh, who else was in the Mercedes Martinez. Um, so you have all these ladies in there, and and it's gonna be cool. It's gonna, I guess you know I'll check it out during the week to see how it is, and 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 I'll let you know if you wanna well, we could follow it up um, after uh, when we do the um, what uh, Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory is the one I'm waiting for. Yeah, yeah. Bound That's for the Glory. Really... Bound yeah. for Glory should should be great. Um, with with Bound for Glory review, we might have to do it a week later, uh, just because of, like the Halloween special and everything like that. We're got we're planned up. Of course, that's the next time you're on the show. It's the Halloween special. We're going to have Jaxie and Monty again, uh, and we'll have a look. We might look at Crown Jewel just because that's the scariest wrestling event in the history of ever. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, matter of fact, <laughs> I, may, I, may have you, I may have you live uh, live on YouTube um, for, um, how you call it, for Bomb for Glory for a preview. So Excellent. we're going to yes. Yeah, but let's see what happens. Let me see my schedule. I want to do it like a couple of hours before the show. I mean, then again, the show will start at 10 o'clock over here. So, you know, um, but uh, we could we could do that. So um, if not, you know, you know, AEW full gear. Already, everything is set up. Mr. Hangman Page is back. Well, like I say, the next two shows uh, that we're going to do as uh, group shows will be, like I said, the Halloween special 
which would be the four of us. And then the plan is to do AEW full gear. Like this yeah. SummerSlam show we did, three hours of just AEW goodness live with, of course, Jaxie Monty yourself. Uh, and me as well. It should be a fantastic couple of months. And then, of course, in December, we've got the Dublin R Awards as well. So I think we could do that all together as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know how it is. You just let me know, and I'm here. And, you know, I mean, I have a lot of fun talking about this. I let, I'm, it's like I'm letting out some steam to my to my therapist. <laughs> yeah, well, sir. No, I much, much appreciate it. Like I said, I appreciate you having to uh, watch Impact uh, just so we can kind of do this show together as well. But that is it uh, for today. Don't forget, we cross all social media, Twitter at the WNR Podcast. I'm at the WNR JR. Do you want to just plug your stuff? Let me know where they can find you. Yeah, y'all guys can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and um, Twitter, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. You can also find me on audio podcasts on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music. I also have the YouTube channel called the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. So you could, guys, you can check me out there. Without doubt, the Dubbin also on Facebook and Instagram. Across all the Google platforms, send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com and YouTube podcast where we will let clips they got the same time you to do soundcloud on your phone also spotify and itunes where you can download subscribe rate and review there so that is it like i said our next episode will be with monty that's the next update our next one with the ultimate one will be the halloween special or shall i say the 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 wrestling wikipedia of the wnr podcast yeah, yeah the wrestling wikipedia y'all want to know something anything from the past come talk to me well until then i have been joe james Rowland. Joined by the ultimate one. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye.